Welcome to the Giles Files, and my name is Nancy Giles. Producer Nancy Wyatt and I took a road trip last summer from New York to Chicago by train. Woo, it was fantastic. Man, we loved it. And my good friend Bob Johnston is a lifetime train lover. He's a correspondent for Trains Magazine, and he's been writing for them since 1991. So we wanted to know more about train travel and to get some recommendations on great train adventures. And Bob knows trains like nobody's business. So buckle up. You are about to be schooled. <laughs> and don't shush us, because we ain't hanging out in the quiet car. Okay. And Bob, you know, because we've known each other a long time, I had been dying for years to do a big train trip, a cross-country one. And finally, finally, I got halfway across the country with my friend Nancy Wyatt, and it rocked our world. It was wonderful. Know? It's so nice to slow down. I discovered music on mm -hmm. my Spotify. I, I don't think I ever would have listened to. And I just loved keeping the bed on the upper berth that runs the length of the oh, yeah. window. And I yep. kept the curtains open all night and just watched everything go by with this music. It was wonderful. Everybody is so friendly and so nice and personable, you know? Right. And I think, as I recall, Nancy, you liked the soap too, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, didn't, yeah. you didn't steal one of those little bottles, did you? I know I didn't steal, but I was impressed. I was impressed. Well, okay, maybe I did, but I was impressed. No, it was it was just there's so many little details that were just yeah. fantastic. And for those who love form and function, as I do, the the pull down sink, and the way you flip it up and the water drains, and the bars that you can climb up to the upper berth. I mean, everything is just so well thought out. Isn't it great? Just, yeah. that, just experiencing that was fun. And not to get too, but you have your own bathroom. Mm -hmm. Which, and during, when I yeah. first walked in there, I said, oh, this isn't happening. You know, <laughs> but then you get to a point where you have to use it. And right. it, it was wonderful. It was, because well, it's your own personal. I mean, it was yeah. a little hard on my hips. But the flush was very forceful. I felt oh, yeah. confident. <laughs> and everything exited the room. Right. Sanitized. Sanitized. You know me. So I do I do want to I don't want to burst your bubble, so to speak, here. <laughs> uh oh. Uh -oh. <laughs> here we go. They have 25 new viewliner sleepers that have been delivered over the last couple of years, but they were manufactured without the toilet in the room. They have a pull-down no. sink, but the bathrooms are down the hall. Right in the radio. Riding the rail, wheels of steel again rolling through, pulling cars for passengers like you. Everybody ought to ride a train, get on board, they're outward bound again. Riding the rail. You know, I think that that's one of the big advantages of train travel is that you don't have to worry about the weather. Somebody else is worrying about that, especially we go into the winter season here. Uh, if you're on a train, it's, it's kind of cozy. 
when you're going through the snowstorm. I mean, I think one of the most exciting trips that I ever took was leaving Chicago on the Cardinal, which is a train that runs from Chicago to Washington by way of Indianapolis, Cincinnati, and West Virginia. We went through Cincinnati at about 1.30 in the morning, and it was a driving rainstorm. I was in my upper berth uh, on one of those Viewliner sleepers, and the rain was just pounding against the window. And there was lightning just, you know, and we went over the Ohio River. It was one of the most exciting events ever. You know, was I worried about anything? Absolutely not. You know, I didn't, maybe the engineer was worried, but, you know, it didn't matter. I mean, things were fine. I did see a documentary on the way the tracks switch off so that trains don't collide. They get to one point where it's almost like a fork in the road. and The train either has to go this way or this way. Computer-wise, the tracks shift to send the train in the right direction. That was kind of scary. I mean, they have a a new safety device, basically technology called positive train control, Uh um, has been mandated since 2008. There was a horrible accident out in California, which precipitated that, where there was some guy was texting. You mean the guy that was supposed to be running the train? Yes, that's right. That's right. Unfortunately, uh, he didn't pay attention to the signals. The signal was red and a freight train crashed into him. Um, but they mandated now. So basically, if you are not, if you're going too fast, or if you have a red signal or something like that, if you don't react, the, the train will stop. Yeah. It will be stopped for you. Good. Excellent. Um, but basically, it's very safe. And that's why when you're, you know, going through a snowstorm or a big rainstorm, you feel pretty safe on the train. And I wouldn't feel so safe if I were driving. Mm. Or I wouldn't feel so safe in an airplane with that. Yes, kind of exactly. Issue well, we're above on. it, but yeah. you still have to land. That's, that's true. That's right. Well, that's, that's it. Because right. I, I remember going around O'Hare, let's see, I think maybe 15 times oh coming God. in from Europe on this plane. And, you know, and the, when the pilot get, gets on and he says, well, <clears throat> we don't make it this time. We're going to, we're going to, we got to go to Indianapolis because we're going to run out of fuel. Oh, I to, you know, I, no, yeah. I'd rather not have that, all that graphic. I don't want to hear that. I never uh, want to hear that. Attention, please. New York Central Railroad, train number 25. Give me a bedroom on the 20th century, please. Leaving in five minutes. Yes, I know. Could you make a snap in? I think they're all sold out. They're sold out? You can always go, coach. No, no, I can't do that. What time is the next train? Nothing till 10. You're in a hurry, huh? Which one was your favorite, or which one do you think would be the best for our next train travel? Well, I really like the California Zephyr, which is Chicago to the Bay Area. Everything east of Chicago, with the exception of the train between Chicago and Washington, has the Viewliner sleeping cars, which have those windows on the upper berth. They are absolutely my favorite for exactly 
the reasons that you have talked about. That's the only place that you can sleep, have the window right there, wide open all the time, and just enjoy the night, enjoy the sunrise, the dusk. The Western trains, they have double-decker superliner cars. So they have both coaches, uh, the seats upstairs, and there's some down below, uh, and their sleeping car compartments. But the sleeping compartments are stacked on, you know, on top of each other um, so that they can get more people on the train. Uh, what, what you lose out on is the upper berth headroom. You can lay down in the upper berth, but you can't uh, sit, up sit up in the upper berth, and there's no window up there. What? So, <laughs> Forget yeah, that. I know, I know, I know, I know. That's an atrocity. So, I know. I know. I know. It's, it's an outrage. It's an outrage. <laughs> no, that's one of the coolest things. You're so right. And in the roomettes, I mean, you've got that upper berth, which is great. And then you can, like, go back downstairs. And if you want to be on the quote unquote lower berth, you get the same wonderful windows and expanse right. as well. You know, I'm six one and, and it is so painful to be on an airline unless someone else is paying for business class or first class or whatnot. On the train, just to be able to stretch your legs and stand up, it meant so much. It's better than first class. I know. You know, even on the Western trains, the, the better part of that is that the scenery is great. Um, you, you get two mountain ranges when you're going west. Uh, you get leaving Denver uh, and then leaving uh, Reno, basically. You ah. go into the, first the Rockies, wow. and then the next day you go into the Sierra Nevada mountains. And they have a sightseer lounge car on that train, which means you can... It has glass tops and, um, you know, you can see the, the rock ledges above the, the train. and That's the Chicago um, to the Bay Area train? Yeah, that's right. Okay, I think that's going to be the next one, Nance. <laughs> yeah, I would say, I mean, that's good. But I, I also like the, uh, the Coast Starlight Seattle to uh, Los Angeles. Uh, very scenic through the Oregon Mountains, also along the coast south of Santa Barbara. Um, mm. you know, the Salinas Valley and all of that. I think number three would be the Empire Builder, which is the Chicago to Seattle or Portland um, train. It goes mm. to Montana, uh, North Dakota, Minnesota, and uh, hugs the Mississippi River for about 120 miles or so. Down in the railroad yards, his train is being showered, soaked, and steamed all at the same time. Before every trip, passenger cars are pulled through an automatic washing machine where they're scrubbed and polished until they shine. We can't forget the train that runs across Canada via Rail Canada, which is Canada's version of Amtrak, has a train that goes from Toronto to Vancouver. And that is a historic train that is running with the same equipment that was built in 1955. And I would highly recommend that. It has the glass top dome cars. It has the, the same type of sleeping cars that you would have seen on, uh, in the movie North by Northwest. 
I'd invite you to my bedroom if I had a bedroom. A romance? Nothing, not even a ticket. I've been playing hide-and-seek with the Pullman conductor ever since the train left New York. How awkward for you. Yes, isn't it? No place to sleep. I have a large drawing room all to myself. That doesn't seem quite fair, does it? Drawing room E, car 3901. Such a nice number. These are vintage cars. They also have the old upper and lower berths on these trains. Oh, man. With their seats in the daytime, and then at night there's curtains mm. into the hallway. That was very interesting. I mean, it was like, and then, you know, there was somebody I didn't know who was in the <laughs> upper berth. Right, it's like uh, sunlight get hot. All of my- I friends. know, I was just thinking That's that. right. Hey, honey, what's up? Party in upper seven. Oh, party, I'll get some cheese and crackers. I'll get a cocktail shaker, you get a corkscrew. Okay, hey, Rosella, there's a party in upper seven. Yeah? You got a corkscrew? No, but Stella has. Well, go get some paper cups. Okay. Here's the vermouth. This is a private party. Will you please go away? I you put can... some cheese and crackers in case anybody gets hungry. What is ten this? Cups be enough. Party for two, two, ten cups. What is Please, girls, will you please stop this? The train ideas I've had have all come from the movies. North by Northwest, Some Like It Hot, 20th Century. You know, that's my dream fantasy of train travel so to know you can do that on that canadian line woohoo yeah how how many days and nights it's four nights and four days uh like many uh u.s routes there's trouble with uh, delays with with freight traffic and things mm -hmm. like that i think you might have experienced some of that only a little but it was only a little it yeah. wasn't yeah. annoying or anything because we had right. our rooms, we had our views. Exactly. Well, that's right. And when you've got that, it, it's not that that big of a deal. We had but our, they, sorry, I was going to say, we had yeah. our rum and coke. Oh, yes. And we uh, had our yes. Garrett's popcorn. And our Garrett's popcorn that we bought. Uh, <laughs> we were that's happy. right. All aboard. You're in berth seven and seven eight. So, Bob, on that Canadian coast to coast, you're on one train. You don't have to change trains or anything like right. that. It's a continual thing. So in our country, do we have a, an equivalent coast to coast? Between 1993 and 2005, the Sunset Limited, which had been running from New Orleans to Los Angeles, was extended yeah. to Miami. But after Hurricane Katrina in 2005, Amtrak management decided they would not start it up again. But that doesn't uh, exist any longer? No. Well, no, I mean, you can take trains. You just have to make your own arrangements. The trains to New Orleans from New York and the train from Los Angeles to New Orleans both exist, but it's different equipment. Superliners on the Western train and the Viewliners on the Eastern train, they have to have the single level cars in the East because of all the tunnels in the Northeast. Oh, I see. So you really have to map it out. You'd have to figure out like New Well, York, just find a place Chicago, to stay in New Orleans. Chicago. Yeah. 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 That I wouldn't see. be hard. Yeah. No, no. You, you got to kind of know what you're doing in terms of planning all that out. There's an outfit that's run by a, a third party travel agency called Amtrak Vacations. If you want to do a custom uh, itinerary, oh, I want to stay here for a couple of days, <clears throat> they will be able to help you do that. Yeah, that is good. That's to know. good information. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
You would so, think that yeah. it would be like a cottage industry for train people of travel agents that specified in, you know, in, specialized. in train travel, tra specialized in train travel. And, and there have been a, th a few through the years, but um, I'm not aware of, of anybody right now. The attendant tells Bob that the observation car is three cars farther back. On his way, Bob sees the dome car, a car with a roof of glass. Through the glass dome, the passengers can watch the landscape all around them. Here is the observation car. Now Bob understands why it's at the rear end of the train. I also like the scenery along the, uh, in Connecticut, if you're going between New York and Boston, huh. I don't know why anybody would not take that route um, through, <clears throat> um, I mean, Acela goes there, Northeast Regional goes there, but it's so scenic there in Connecticut. Once you get past New Haven, it's just a really, really interesting, you go right along the shore a lot of times, whether it's Acela or Northeast Regional. That sounds like a nice fall trip. It does. And it's painless too. Downtown <laughs> to downtown. Get off at uh, Back Bay Station in Boston, walk over to Charlie's uh, Hash House and uh, <laughs> you know, get some turkey hash. That sounds good. Oh man, Bob, you could write the book about train travel and all that local places to go, you know. Ooh. I'm just putting that like, you know, putting that yeah. idea in your brain if you wanted to. You know, there's another thing, going to the West Coast, there are two major old hotels. One of them is in Las Vegas, New Mexico, mm -hmm. and the other one is in Winslow, Arizona. These are old Harvey House hotels that were built by Fred Harvey. You remember the Harvey girls? These yeah, are that the, movie, sure. The trains would stop. They would stop for meals. These were old Spanish style hotels that have been revived. And the thing to do is to take the Southwest Chief. If you're going from Chicago to Los Angeles, stop overnight at the Hotel La Castaneda at Las Vegas, New Mexico. You can walk right from the platform over to the hotel. It's maybe about 50 feet away. And the train station in Winslow is the hotel. You can stay there for a day or two days. Again, highly recommended. The engineer gets the go-ahead signal. He opens the throttle. How does one become a engineer? Well, you, you apply. I did a story one time on somebody who was working telemarketing. And somebody said, do you really want to do this for the rest of your life? And then he thought, well, no, I really don't. So he went on to the Amtrak website and, and applied, hmm. and they're looking for people now, okay? Oh, um, really? So he, he applied, and normally you go in, you get trained on rules first as a conductor. And when you get certified, you have to go through a training course. First, they, they test your aptitude, obviously. You go through a training course, and then you become... A, an assistant conductor on a certain piece of railroad. And that's what he did. Then he took the uh, engineer's test and then he started becoming, you know, trained for an engineer. So it was about, I would say about a year and a half between the time that he applied and the time he became an engineer. 
You just happen to hit it right. The engineer watches every road sign carefully. The safety of the passengers is in his hands. The engineering test, is that like getting your first class license or is it more understanding no, it's, it's, the mechanics of the locomotive? You have to know everything mechanically about the locomotive, but being an engineer is route specific. If they were blindfolded, and if suddenly somebody took their blindfold off in route, part of their, their testing is that they have to know exactly where they are at that particular time. What milepost, what's the speed restriction, even with all these safety devices. But they can't, they're not qualified generally out of their district. Hello everyone. I wouldn't have missed this for the world. It's an honor to celebrate Amtrak's 50th anniversary. I look forward to a bright future for all American rail. Is Joe Biden, would you call him the most train-friendly president we've had in a long time? I mean, he has this, that reputation of taking the train home every night when he was, uh, you know, early on when he was in the Senate. Yeah, I would definitely say so because um, he understood he could see the the people that were riding with him every day, not only the passengers, but also the crew. So so that's where he developed a lot of uh, his knowledge. In my American jobs plan, I propose spending $10 billion a year on passenger rail and freight rail. And I've come to see that Amtrak doesn't just carry us from one place to another, it opens up enormous possibilities. It's going to provide jobs. It will also accommodate jobs. And what this means is that towns and cities that have been in danger of being left out and left behind will be back in the game. It means families don't have to sacrifice the cost of living or quality of access to opportunity that sometimes only occurs if they live in a big city. We have a huge opportunity here to provide fast, safe, reliable, clean transportation in this country. He understands the value of that particular travel mode. And there are many politicians who may not get that, and especially from the presidential ranks. I mean, I mean, there was there's a train called the Texas Eagle, and uh, Al Gore thought it was a, you know, saving the Texas Eagle was an environmental thing, but it was really, it was, it was. Oh no. This he was thought it was an actual 90s. eagle? He thought it was an eagle? He thought, yeah, it was some kind of a strange right eagle. The government has supplied funding to air traffic control, $60 billion last year to highways. And that's why this $66 billion to passenger rail over five years is such a big deal. And that's, that's what happened in the infrastructure bill. And the interesting thing there is that it comes with very, you know, with, with some strings attached for Amtrak, that they have to improve their service. They have to improve their dining. I see. Um, so they're, they're trying to figure out a way to bring this back. They need the personnel, which they had laid off. They need to hire them back. Will this infrastructure money that's, that's targeted toward uh, rail travel, could that help 
that situation? That's a good, you know, that's a good question because the problem is it still will depend on the will of management to say, let's fix this now. And it's going to help us not only increase the customer experience, but also help us make more revenue. They have the opportunity to use some of this money to bring cars back online, to hire people and so on and so forth. The biggest problem with the infrastructure bill right now though, is that for the money to be used, the Federal Railroad Administration has to write the rules on which it's going to be dispersed. And this is not something that they are really equipped to do. They have to kind of staff up to do that. That's the main issue at this particular point for a lot of expansion of service. This is no ordinary train. This is the legendary Orient Express, witness to many strange adventures and foreign intrigues. What about uh, train travel in Europe or other countries? I've ridden trains in Europe, in Japan, in China, and one of the interesting trends in Europe right now is the fact that they are bringing back sleeping cars on routes that were discontinued maybe five years ago. And one of the reasons is because in Europe, the funding is a little different. They have invested in high-speed train. In France, beginning in 1983, in Germany, shortly thereafter, um, there's, of course, the Channel Tunnel. Um, Britain has always been very strong investing in trains. Mm. So now they're bringing back in Austria. Uh, there's a firm in Switzerland that is running these trains all over Europe right now. They're doing all these city pairs now. Moscow, all of the Eastern European countries. There's really been a resurgence in overnight tra travel over there. When you're on a high-speed uh, system such as uh, the TGV uh, out of Paris, uh, you're going 186 miles an hour on the main stem between Paris and Lyon. Now, when you go, go down to Bordeaux or you go down to Marseille, once you get into the local area, let's say between Marseille and Nice on the coast, the trains go a lot slower, but you're still on this fast train so you get down there in three hours or so. And by the time, if you were going to the airport and going through all of that rigmarole, getting to the airport uh, as opposed to leaving from downtown, those are things that people say, well, why, why should I do that? Why am I going to make three changes just to get on an airplane? Those things are all possible over here if there's sufficient investment. We found a, a YouTube video of sort of luxury travel, train travel in Europe. Yeah, it was spectacular. I mean, these rooms. I just think, yeah, well, you know what? I'm sorry. It's overpriced. You know, you can still experience what you experienced between New York and Chicago. I don't know what the fare is. It's the last time I checked, which was a couple of years ago, it was just exorbitant. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it's all nice. There are some other trains, South Africa, that are are also interesting, but I, I just wouldn't spend the money.
Are there some historic lines, though, that you would go on or trips where you would go on where you're actually traveling on the older trains and are experiencing yeah, the older sleeping car arrangements and things like that? There are some up in, in Scotland. I mean, one of my favorites in England is there is a there's an overnight train that's just been refurbished with new equipment between London and Glasgow and Edinburgh. It's an overnight train and it has a, you know, a dining car and new sleeping cars. The thing about uh, in Japan is that like between uh, Kyoto and um, Tokyo, it's like trains run about every 12 minutes. Some, oh some ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, just, just go figure. You know. Oh my gosh. We got it. We got to take a page from how they do things over there. But in the meantime, um, thanks to you, we can really enjoy what we've got. So bless yeah. your heart. Yeah. Well, yeah. Happy travels. Well, that's our show. Thanks to our train guru, Bob Johnston. We love you, Bob. Check out his articles in Trains Magazine at trains.com. And thanks to Amtrak for a memorable trip last year. It was great to slow down and enjoy the journey. If you've never done it, take a train ride. You will love it. And after our credits, keep listening. We've added Bob's list of train routes in the United States. It's a long list, okay? And Bob knew it all by heart, so we just let him talk. And then keep listening for a musical treat, two of our favorite nostalgic train tunes that'll have you singing along and will get your toes a-tappin'. The Giles Files was created by Nancy Giles and Nancy Wyatt, produced, directed, and edited by Nancy Wyatt, and recorded at our studios in Weehawken, New Jersey. Be sure to check out The Giles Files on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And write us a review. Tell us what you think. We want to hear from you. We'll be back next week with another episode of The Giles Files, okay? There are two trains from New York to Miami. One is the Silver Meteor. The other one is the Silver Star. Uh, the Crescent goes from uh, New York to New Orleans. The Cardinal uh, and the Lakeshore Limited go from New York to Chicago. The Texas Eagle is Chicago to San Antonio with through cars to Los Angeles uh, on the Sunset Limited which uh, goes from New Orleans to San Antonio to Los Angeles. The Southwest Chief, Chicago, Kansas City, um, Albuquerque, Los Angeles, California Zephyr, Chicago to uh, Omaha, Denver, Salt Lake City, and uh, it ends at Emeryville, California, right across from San Francisco. And then there's the Empire Builder, uh, from Chicago to St. Paul, Glacier Park, Haver, Montana, Spokane, and then it splits uh, from uh, Spokane. One goes, one section goes to Seattle, the other goes to Portland, Oregon. And then the Seattle to Los Angeles trains, the Coast Starlight. Those are all of the long distance trains. There's also the Palmetto, which is a daytime train from New York to Savannah, Georgia, 
There's a little hotel called the Shady Rest at the Junction. Petticoat Junction. It is run by Kate. Come and be her guest at the Junction. Petticoat Junction. And that's Uncle Joe. He's a moving kind of slow at the Junction. Petticoat Junction. Once upon a time there was an engineer. Choo-choo Charlie was his name we hear. He had an engine and he sure had fun. He used good and plenty candy to make his train run. Charlie says, love my good and plenty. Charlie says, really rings the bell. Charlie says, love my good and plenty. Don't know any other candy that I love so well. Happy travels. A Huda Media Production.